Good morning, and welcome to The Wake Up Call. As we enter in, let's shake off the slumber of our busy lives and become aware of, attentive to, and attuned with our Lord Jesus, the Messiah. Lord Jesus, we lift our hearts to you. We set our minds on you. We fix our eyes on you, and we offer our bodies to you. Speak now, Lord, for your sons and your daughters are listening. Hear today's entry from Sarah Wink. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. It is Thursday, December 15th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. I'm Sarah Wank, and our series this December is called When Light Breaks In, Considering the Light of Christmas. And our entry today is called A Light Has Dawned. From Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. Hear the word of the Lord. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Now consider this. If a verse like this doesn't give you goosebumps, I don't know what will. Isaiah spends chapter after chapter documenting and describing the often rocky relationship between God and his people their current dysfunction, and their overwhelming darkness. Yet, he keeps breaking in with the hope-filled light of prophecy, with the dawning of a life-changing light. With the promise of divine covenant, Isaiah keeps pointing forward to what's beyond the darkness. Though our passage today falls chronologically before where we've lingered this week. It's another reminder of Isaiah's certainty that darkness can't cover forever and that night won't last. A new day is dawning in the coming Christ. As Isaiah reminded us in chapter 60, he points forward to a day when all sorrow and sighing will flee away. And for those living in deep darkness, No more gloom for those in distress. And much like the reminders we found in the opening of the Gospel of John, Isaiah preps us for the promise of what's coming before it actually arrives, so we can hold on to its hope to see us through any darkness. Much like the hope of a coming dawn before the night is over. The season of Advent asks us to linger in the darkness so the light that's coming might be more powerful, even brighter, and share the joy only dawn can bring. Historically, the scriptures that define the liturgical season of Advent are based in the Old Testament prophets. The season of Christmas and the story of Christ's announcement and birth aren't told in our liturgy until we're right up on Christmas. Because the season of Advent, that is the four weeks prior to Christmas Day, invites us to prepare our hearts for his inbreaking presence 
much like the season of Lent asks us to prepare for the joy of Easter. The history of Advent invites us to linger in the Old Testament stories of darkness and division, hopelessness and despair, so the light of Christmas might shine more powerfully after our preparation for it. See, light is brighter in the dark. When you're cozied up in the dark, under the blankets, all the lights off, and then someone walks in, flipping on a switch, you're blinded by it. The power of the light is amplified in the dark. We're suddenly more aware of its power and brilliance when light breaks into overwhelming darkness. That's why Advent begins in the dark. It reminds us of the covering of darkness and invites us not to push it away too quickly because the sweetness of Christ's arrival is made sweeter when we're hungry for his arrival. And there's nothing like the pain and frustration of isolation and division, despair and grief to make you rejoice in the appearance of the light. Over many years of my life as a pastor and pastor's kid, I've witnessed ministry unfold in so many places. I've observed some ministry in areas of affluence, where every need is met by what people can provide for themselves. I've observed ministry in other places, where people, people deeply struggle with the basics of life, living open-handedly and trusting every need to be met only by God's provision. Sometimes, where people can provide everything for themselves, it can be harder to look to the Lord to supply their needs. What need do they have for Jesus if they have everything they need? If a person is unaware of their sin, it's harder to hunger for a Savior to forgive them. Recognizing our need, our desperation, our brokenness, and our inability to rescue ourselves is the beginning posture for the glad arrival of a Savior. And there's nothing like desperation to cause us to hunger for the relief light brings. Advent asks us to linger in the darkness. So when the earth begins to rotate towards the light of a new day, we might more deeply rejoice in its coming. Isaiah helps us move from desperation to hope-filled delight, a sense that the night is coming to an end, and joy that dawn is breaking in. He invited us to recognize the cover of darkness so Christ's entry into it might shine all the brighter for us. He recognizes the significance of the night, but firmly plants one foot in the coming light. Today, I'll leave you with this. On those walking in a land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Darkness begins to fade. The light is dawning. The prayer. Good Father, we are so very thankful 
that the night doesn't linger forever. We need the light and hope of your inbreaking dawn. We are desperate for it. For the darkness reminds us at every turn how much we need you. We desperately need the light, hope, and salvation Christ brings. As we inch closer to the light of Christmas morning, help us to turn the corner from the cover of darkness to the light of dawn. And may our constant awareness of the darkness that tries to linger make your light more spectacular as it dawns on us. In Jesus' name, amen. Question. Where is darkness in your life making you hunger for light? Are you desperate for Jesus to break in, like open-handed, every need dependent on him? How has our walk through darkness reminded you of your need for a Savior? And can you see the dawn starting to break on the horizon? Are you eager for it? If so, we're exactly where we need to be. Or extra consideration today. If you'd like, let's sing together one of the quiet, peaceful Christmas hymns to lead us to Bethlehem and remind us that Christmas breaks into the quiet of night with his presence. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. You probably know it, but you can also find it on page 192 in Our Great Redeemer's Praise. My pretty incredible husband happens to be sitting right next to me. I thought we'd sing this one together. Join us as we sing. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie above thy deep and dreamless sleep. The silent stars go by, yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. For Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above. While mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of wandering love. O morning stars together proclaim the holy birth and praise as sing to God the King and peace to all on earth. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift 
So God imparts to human hearts the blessing of his hand. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.